In here live and direct, man. Um, first and foremost, yo, ladies and gentlemen, who's ever tuning in live, welcome to the Daily Heat Check Smokecast. Right now, we have a current guest, LB of the Greer Bros. Live interview taking place today. Uh, this is a marvelous event right now. A marvelous friend to the show. Well, now to be a marvelous friend, continuing moving forward. But I know LB for a while, and you know we go way back. And then, as far as with his journey as a fan of what he's done and created. I just want to really get, you know, get to dig deep and let the fans know, let the people out there know more about everything full circle. But before we jump into that, like I said, this is LB of the Greer Bros. Talk to the people. Tell them yeah. where they can find you. Um, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever's the best outlet for them to reach you. And, you know, whatever you want to promo, let it off. And then we're going to go dive right in. All right, cool. Well, like you said, my name is LB of the Greer Bros. Yo. Straight out of East Orange, New Jersey, L-Town, 07018. I'm on that south side. Mm -hmm. uh, you can follow me at LBTM, Greer Bros, G-R-I-A-B-R-O-S, on all social media platforms. I just dropped the EP called No Chase. You can find that on Audio Mac or SoundCloud. The link is in my bios. And uh, moving forward, I'm about to drop, like, three more EPs, a couple videos. We're just going to have fun this year. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so you see, like, I like that. You just, you set the tone right there by putting it out. We definitely had a creator in the building. And now, just to let everyone know, this is why the interview is so important. Not only are you an artist, you're also a producer and an engineer. So you rock the hat. You rock all three hats and you rock them well. Absolutely. You get what I'm Absolutely. saying? So now, before we dive into that, bring us to the beginnings of LB. Where did the production start? Where did the innovation, not, not like the innovation came with along the way, because I've seen the progress and it right. even inspires me. But where did it start? Right. What made you gravitate to say production or even say music in general? Let me, like, you know, lay it down. Talk to the people. Yeah. Well, like, third grade, I started playing trumpet at Washington Academy. Mm. And then, um, like, you had a choice. You was either going to be the musician. Oh, my fault. You nah. either was going to be the musician or you was going to be the actor in the school plays. True. So I just chose, like, yeah, I'm going to be the musician. So when they was doing the Wiz and shit, I was with the band on the side. So... Fourth grade, fifth grade, fast forward, still playing trumpet. Six, sixth grade, I go to VLD. Mm. Now, it's a new band director named Dow Robinson. He wants to start a jazz band. Right. I've been playing symphonic band my whole life. All the corny shit, pop and circumstance, Beethoven movements, all of that shit. Mm. Here comes Mr. Robinson, like, teaching me about Miles Davis and all these other, uh, damn, my fault. All these other uh, black musicians and shit. So now, like, he got my interest. So, me and my great bro, Shali, we started the jazz band at VLD. Shout out to Shah. That was the first year they ever had a jazz band there. So we fast forward to 10th grade. By, all right, so 6th, 7th, 8th grade, now I'm dabbling in rapping. 
I want to be a rapper. I'm, I'm writing down all rappers' lyrics and trying to figure out how they rap, and then I'm putting my own shit together. So we doing like little ciphers in a cab, you know, regular middle school shit. True. Fast forward to ninth or tenth grade. Now I'm doing talent shows. Up there, we rapping over like Wild Out. Shout out my bro P Dot. We did our first talent shows together and shit. And we rapping, and and like the crowd is fucking with us. So I'm like, yo, we on to something. But P was the first nigga to produce that mm-hmm. I knew. He was the first nigga that was producing. I was only rapping. So he was like making the beats and shit on the Triton, the Swiss beats drum patterns and all the bounces shit. And I was just freestyling. Mm-hmm. So one time, fast forward to 11th grade, we go to Long Beach and P had just got this laptop, right? And yeah, Fruity Loops 3 on this shit, Piff. How long ago was that? Yeah. Oh, we went back, man. <laughs> Fruity Loops 3, my nigga, and, and no plugins. It was just the sounds that the shit came with and maybe some samples. Mm. He leaves this shit in the room. Yeah, I made my first beat that night in Long Beach and I forgot to turn this nigga laptop off. This is back in the day when you let a laptop die, the battery burn out. Like, remember them motherfuckers? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. And the battery about 900, so. <laughs> yeah, I still owe this nigga a laptop to this day, but that was the first time I ever made a beat, and I fell in love from there. So mm. now I'm, I'm migrating from rapping to producing because now I got this musical background playing the trumpet, the keys, and all this shit. And now I'm learning, like, oh, shit, this is how they make their beats. Like, and this is that Rough Riders, Rockefeller era, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Murder, Inc. This one, it was hella different sounds. So I didn't even know what direction I wanted to go to. Nowadays, you can just be like, I want to make a trap beat. I want to make a West Coast beat. Back in the day, it was so much of a, re- a variety. You ain't even know if you wanted to be R&B or hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit was all over the place. Facts. So I go to, I get a scholarship to go to Hampton University in Virginia. So me and P go. P was on the drums. I was playing the trumpet. So we go down there. I'm still producing, but now it's more places to showcase me as a rapper down there, cause the shit is wide open. This is when Missy had it, Timberland, Pharrell, the NRD, NERD. I just started. Like Virginia was that place. Mm. So I was pulling up in little talent shows, ciphers, like rapping. Like I wasn't producing that that heavy as I was when I before I left and shit. So. By the time I get to like my junior year, I get a roommate, Jeff, and this nigga's an engineer. So now I'm just recording like crazy as a rapper. But then this nigga Beats, he from Cali, this nigga Beats wasn't really fitting what I wanted. So I go back to producing. And this is when club like start popping. Mm-hmm. So now I'm making club beats, sending them back up to Jersey. But the win was I was making club beats in Virginia. There was no other jersey like you couldn't get jersey shit to virginia at the time so i was the club dj out there mm. so i'm like yo i could do this producer shit like once again like i could do this shit so i started making my own beats rapping over my own shit and then that was that was when i realized like okay now i just gotta really like, like figure out how to record myself mm. once i had that shit it was like all right i don't need none of you niggas for nothing no more bro I <laughs> rap produce every car right, it's over it's game over so then in 05, I got into a bad car accident. I had to come back home and uh, do rehab and shit. So that's when I really, like, I had my first computer, like, just in the dining room rehabbing, making beats, making beats, right, and making beats. Then uh, my bro, Shali, he gets to set up at his crib. So me, him, P, my bro, Mag, like, we there every fucking day. It's that period when niggas still live with their parents. 
summertime. You don't know what the fuck you doing each day. Like we was recording every fucking day in this nigga crib. So then uh to a point where now I start meeting niggas like Chad Piff, Mikey Moolah, I met you. Cause remember, I was out of Jersey this whole time. Mm. So when I come back, it's a whole new scene. Fever gang lit, uh I think the nigga uh Nico was out, Bless McFly, like it was it was all of these niggas that was like running New Jersey at the time. So instead of coming back as a rapper, I came back as a producer. Y'all got beats for all y'all. Mm. Like that was my end. Like, all right, these niggas already rap. They don't want to hear another rapper. So fuck it, yo, I produce. So I started making beats for niggas like way back then. And uh fucking um DJ Frosty, we went to high school with this nigga. And he was like, yo, I got this hit. He comes to Shot Crib. And the nigga records Ride That Wave at Shot Crib that night. Mm. So when that shit dropped, and it's like, shout out to the Greer Bros, my stock value goes all the way the fuck up. So now, you know what I'm saying? I got the upper hand. Now I'm not the nigga that, oh, that's the nigga that make beats. Now it's the, yo, we need your help. That type of shit. So I'm like, nah, now I'm in my little bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then... But in this same time, this is when me, Moolah, and Dap do Durgan. This is all in the same time frame, that, that early 2010-2011 time frame. So this was only the third time I met Moolah when we did Durgan with my bros. That was only the third time I seen him. This uh. nigga didn't even ask what Durgan was. He just said, I got a verse for that record. Mm. I was like, what? That nigga jumps on. Dapper Don was there. He jumps on it, and that's how Durgan came about. So then after that, Moolah like, yo, you got something. Mind you, like, I didn't grow up with the nigga. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yo, I'm going to introduce you to, like, what's going on out here, like the Jersey scene or whatever. So then nigga takes me to Piff Beats Crib. Mm-hmm. We lay a joint, and you had everybody in that motherfucker. R.I.P. Suicide Rule, yeah. Brazy. Like, everybody was in that bitch. P was there. I was there. You had niggas like... That shit was like creativity at the, yeah. yeah, Piff. That shit was just like, yo, whatever y'all niggas feeling right now, let's do it. Facts. That shit was like, thoughtless. it was just a creative, like, I, I never felt that shit, yo. Then from that day, my my session started to become like that. My shit was more like, mm. yo, we going in this bitch raw, play a beat. We got mm. something for it? Cool, lay that down. All right, we got to come back to it? All right, play another beat. Who got other beats? Like, switching up the sound, like... That shit like taught me a lot. That one time I was up there and shit, one or two times I was up there, that shit taught me how to like, yo, you can be way more creative if you don't come prepared. You come prepared, you rushing it, you reading through it, you're gonna have to come back and do it again. You don't you go unprepared. That shit is natural. You got the blood in your system, liquor, and that shit just spilling out of you. So the, the records was coming out better. So then like as of recently, I just y'all I'm sitting on so many beats. Because I got tired of selling them shits to people that I felt like I, I rap better than. <laughs> Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, like you fucking my beats up. It was like Duck on the Five Heartbeats when the nigga was fucking his song up. And <laughs> nothing off the piano. <laughs> it was that same feeling like, JT, this my song, man. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it, yo. So this, this last EP, No Chase, that I just put out, this is actually my first solo project that I ever put out, and it's just me just rapping on my own shit. There's no hooks on them. That's why it's called No Chase. It's just me just going off for uh, for four records and one skit and shit. So now, like, I got, like, four EPs done, and I'm about to just start bombing and, and dropping videos and just, like, really showcasing my talent because I kind of put myself in a box. Like, 
trying to play the background and be the producer to help everybody. And I realized, like, nigga, you nice. He's like, no, I mean, it ain't like lack of self confidence or no shit like that. It's more like timing. Like, all right, now just go out there and kick ass for for however long you feel like it at this point. Facts, facts. So that's that's pretty much the background, bro. Nah, you 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 leaving out some crucial facts, man. We gonna comb through that, man. You know, but th- this, nah, there's definitely um a lot to break down. But as far as that, there was a lot to take away. I didn't know you played the trumpet. I didn't know you you had that musical background to start with. Cause like you know, yeah. say like me, I, I I didn't know nothing, man. And I'm not saying that I still yeah. don't know nothing. I wait, you get what I'm saying? And I'm not right, saying like, that with pride. It's there's just so that. So much to learn, son. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? And that there's so much to learn. Absolutely. So now with having that musical background when you came into the production right. how did that actually help you know produce better or make the production you know transition smooth because i ain't gonna lie i was kicking out trash for years man because like i said i ain't know nothing i'm gonna keep i'm keeping right. it a hundred it then then when it finally hit i was like oh i started to understand you get what i'm saying but you went into right. it just like all right i get i, I know this already or you you feel me or right. you, you're used to the system so how did that help everything as far in music because you already knew like you as far as like you know as far as music the notes the gritting the chords you know cadences and certain you know yeah. elements like that so how did that come together it was so when i very when i like first started this shit, I would mimic like my favorite producer's drum patterns because I, I ain't know how to play drums. Mm. So like, P know how to play drums, and Key like the nigga knew everything before me. So I was just trying to learn on myself. So I would just mimic like a Swiss beat drum pattern or a Dr. Dre or a Timberland, and then I would add like my own chords and shit because I knew the chords, or whatever. So I would add chords or I would add certain cadences that I felt like was gonna be the bounce. Mm. And that's how that shit came about. So, like, a lot of people, they start off, like, playing one key at a time and shit, like, trying to learn your notes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, three or four keys. In. Like, I'm fucking shit up on the keyboard, but then my drum patterns was ass. Mm. So then, like, I realized, like, uh, like, playing the trumpet is a fucking drum, like, certain rhythms that you use and shit. So I started incorporating those into, like, the hi-hats. Mm. And then, like, I would beef up my kicks, but my kicks would be tonal. They would be notes, like how niggas is doing now. I, I Ben was doing that shit. That mm. was, like, my bass. Like, my bass guitar was my fucking 808. Mm. And then my snare my snare was just, like, we was up north, so I was trying to get it banging. But then, once I got into the marching band, I learned, like, all these different cadences and shit. I'm like, yo, I could throw all this shit in a fucking beat. So... I just was taking everything I learned and like putting them shits in the beats. And the the sad part about it, my shit was too advanced. So niggas the thing is ass. But then now these are the shits that I'm rapping on on my EP. And niggas like, yo, who made that beat? Like, bro, that's from 08. Oh nine. Like you just be ahead of your time sometimes. Sometimes you gotta dumb your shit down for niggas to like it, but then you realize like you just ahead of your time. No, that's a fact. That's definitely Yeah, a that fact. shit came in handy, man. Wow, no, nah, that's that way, and that, and that's just beautiful to know too. It's just especially how you finish that off at the end, saying like, "Yo, being ahead of our time as far as as creators and visions, visionaries, yeah. you know." Because when you could go in the bag from oh eight to oh nine and have something that sounds like it's still current today, it just shows right. like, "Yo, the 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 way you're forward thinking was way ahead of where these niggas was at then," and that's the beauty yeah. of like you know yeah. the creativity, man. It's like there's no walls. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, now. Absolutely. Now, when you when when you when you come together and, and, and put the production crew, the Greer Bros, how did that all birth? Where 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 where's the inception of that? 
Let me know, like, where <laughs> was y'all in the studio? Like, how? Because now, I, 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 let me pose the question a little differently. Because gotcha. be, being around producers, granted, you know, I've been around a lot of great working relationships with producers, a lot of open-minded producers, and I was able to learn right. a lot. I, I want to say that right. first. You get what I'm saying? And now, right. being able to be humble to say go into it and be able to take something out of it. Now, yeah. I've been around producers who have that wall up, like, nah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. You, can't, you can't see where my drum stash is, or I'm not right. telling you how I did this, or the samples is top secret, locked away, and I'm like, right. you feel me? And I'm like, I bet. I'm like, you know, they they just a lone wolf. And it's nothing wrong with that. There's, yeah. still, there's still cats out there, but it's like when you can see two producers come together, share a common interest, and, and you know, and build on that goal, I, I, like that, yeah. that's, something cre- that's something beyond a creative, you know, that's like a brotherhood bond right there. So how did that right, come together? Right. So that shit, like I said, me and Shaw started the jazz band at VL in the sixth grade. We've been friends since the fourth grade. That was like one of my first friends when I went to Washington and shit. Mm. So he played the saxophone, I played the trumpet. So we got cool like throughout the years. We was always in all the same classes. So by the time we started the jazz band, like people labeled us like Shaw is like the Frankenstein. Like Mm. he's the nigga that He's the nigga that, like, whatever we're doing, he'll go home and practice that shit. And then come back tomorrow and kick everybody ass. Like, <laughs> when And One was out, that nigga went, bought all the And One mixtapes, come back to school and trash niggas. Like, with music. He would take the music home, practice that shit, and be the only person in the band the next day that knows the songs. I was more of the natural talent. Like, whatever I'm giving you that day is what you get. And it exceeded, like, the norm. So niggas thought, like, I was heavy on the practice, but it would just be natural talent. Like, the feelings and shit. Mm-hmm. So with him going back and studying everything, he was filling all the holes that I had as like natural talent. So I could make a beat, send it to him. He'll send that shit back. It sounds like he put the fucking like, put my shit through like a powerful blender and the bitch came out like this brand new beat. So then like, that's how this, I'll be like, yo, how the fuck did you do that? But I don't like to practice or study. So he was just like, filling in the fucking holes that I should have been filling in like for my own so we went over this nigga crib one time like shot not a drinker like that mm-hmm. like he'll drink or whatever but he ain't a drinker like that and this nigga was drinking sangria Colorado sangria and this nigga moms had it like downstairs like this we was like 19 20 some shit like that so this nigga comes up with the the big boy like the four liter joint and he said yo y'all gotta try this I'm like, bro, like, I'm drinking Red Top E&J, Mad Dog. Like, I'm drinking the bullshit on this side. <laughs> this nigga like, nah. He's like, nah, this the one. I'm like, wait, wine, my nigga? Like, I'm thinking you soft and shit. <laughs> bro, I drunk that shit. And you thinking it's fucking juice, nigga. I'm in this nigga crib. Trash, yo. Like, what the fuck was that? And the shit tastes so good because it was cold. Shit was like grape soda, yo. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm like, yo, we gotta do something with this. Like, we gotta, we gotta drink this shit every time we see each other, like a song. And we made like eight songs that night. Like, this shit was like glorious, yo. <laughs> so then, yo, we get to the nigga crib, like maybe like a week or two later, right? Mm-hmm. The nigga had, we have a picture. This shit is on my Facebook, son. It's the fucking grid jug with the sand cut out, and it just says grid. Like, it's. You know how you twist the bottom and the label start cutting off? Yeah. We took the picture and this shit just said clear as day. It's Gria, it's him holding the cup, and it's me smiling. That nigga said, yo, we the Gria bros. <laughs> I said, yo, 
That shit was like a divine intervention. I was like, yo. Wow. Right, yo. <laughs> so then, yo, to this day, I still don't remember how the fuck Durgan started, but we used to say, you dirt instead of you dig, because everybody's saying, you dig, because the dip says, we're like, yo, you dirt. Mm. But I think it was like a bad slur. Like, I think we was drunk, and niggas just slurred dig the wrong way, and dirt came out like, oh, like you wanted something. <laughs> like that. So we just ran with that shit and made a song about it. Like, yo, fuck it. Like, if this is going to be our shit, let's own it. Because mm. we was always the niggas, like, going against the grain. Like, we didn't care what the what the majority did. Like, we was our own little crew. Like, when niggas was rocking whatever they had, like, we would rock whatever brand was over there. And we will all wear this shit to school. Like, we ain't care. Mm. Niggas are clowners. We clown you right back. But it, it felt good to us because it was original. So when we started saying Durgan, like, what the fuck is a Durgan? At first they laugh at it. Then that record caught fire and everybody fucking drinking green and dirt. I'm like, see? That's the process, <laughs> yo. Have faith in yourself. Because niggas could have been, been like, yo, we sound dumb as hell. It is, you dig, ain't it? So I was like, yo, fuck that. We running with this shit, yo. Yep. So that's how that shit came about. Yeah, that nigga, he's the mad scientist, yo. Like, that nigga, that nigga locks in that fucking room and I be like, bro, I don't know how, I don't even know where you get them sounds from. Like, the nigga had the same program as you and you be like, bro, what sound bank is you in? Like, what the fuck are you getting this shit from? <laughs> and they be like, nah, yo, you just got to use this and that and switch that knob. I'm like, bro, what? Oh, yeah, man. That nigga, like, I'm like, the, it's in my head, get it out. And that nigga's the, like, YouTube four hours, like, just learning and applying that shit. Oh, man, yeah. No, I ain't, I ain't mad at that, man. I'm definitely not mad at that, but you see... That's how the team comes together, man, and I and I like that. You know, you you guys complement each other, and I find that to be something that's so it's so useful today because now you you it's two brains instead of one. You feel me? Hell yeah. And now that you guys could definitely because I'm not gonna front. The point I'm trying to get to is that as a producer in the lab unconsciously right. i be asking people you know whether it be a rapper or say i send it to my mans who may he may not even be into music but he just appreciates uh good good beats and shit i mean like yo what you think right. da, 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 da. i'd be like yo and they would even give insight and i'll be like i right, bet but you know if it was a producer giving that insight or we was able to it's come totally together on it, yeah you yeah. feel me be able to express it's that totally in a different, totally man. different way and, and, and you know, I, can't even I think I took that shit for granted all this time. Like hearing your side from it, I might have just, cause I always had crutches around me, like mm. fucking P Dot, Shy, Matt. Like I always had, it was always more than one music nigga around me, so I always had the second opinion of somebody that's actually doing this shit. So I might have took that shit for granted for all these fucking years. Nah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Nah, you. you... You're definitely right when you look at it like that, just having all those musical minds around because when yeah. when you don't have that or access to it, it, it really, you know, it, it, it's, it's confinement in a way. And, you know, and that just right. definitely gets the cre creativity going, jog you in the right direction, man. And I, I find, because yeah. I tell you this, the moment I got around more creative minds, I promise you, the production or just the quality of production just changed instantly. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? And I can tell you that from experience. That's, that's a fact. When you're around the, the, the actual creators and they're giving you live insight or like, nah, nah, nah. You feel me? That's why when I was working with Chad Piff, like it was such a co cohesive, you feel me? It was two creative minds in there both complimenting each other, but like, nah, this is how it's going to go, da, 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 we're going to do this, you're going to come in with this, but you know, and it was just, you know, it was just, it's poetry, 
just musical musical poetry. <laughs> but now let's talk more about the actual project that you have right now, and you know what what yeah. made that come together. You feel me? Tell tell me about that process and journey to this actual um the solo venture. Well, it was like um, it was it started off with with the uh with the outro actually. I made this beat. I sampled Rocky Four, the um, like the training montage and shit. Mm. I sampled a, a snippet from there and I put a drum pattern to it. And I was like, yeah, I just want to rap. Like the the beat's like four minutes, and it got like these little gaps, maybe like a four bar gap, and then it goes back into the instrumental. So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna just rap. You know what I mean? Talk some shit and rap. Like I, I don't want to hook this time. So when I did that shit, and I sent it to everybody. Link is like, yo. A lot of people forgot you could really rap type of shit. He's like, yo, just just keep doing it. So I was like, fuck it. So then I kept doing. It. I did like uh, I did like I did four joints like that. I actually did five, but I only kept four for the project. So it was more so like me trying to showcase like how good of a rapper I am, more so than my uh, my actual production and shit. Because now it's to the point, niggas ask me, like, yo, who produced the beats? Like, niggas forgot that I was the damn producer that I started, you know what I mean, <laughs> rapping so damn hard. So it's like, it's, it's dope, and it's crazy to me at the same time. Like, yo, you knew me all this time as a fucking producer, and now you asking me, am I buying beats or something? Like, no, bro, like, this <laughs> all my shit, yo. Like, <laughs> yeah. I put nah. it out in the reception, I got, like, people... It wasn't so much of the social media. It was like the text messages shit. Like people actually like quoting my bars and niggas mm. like, yo, this shit got me through my shift. Like I, I prefer to do that shit for the niggas that got like nine to fives and gotta listen to music. Like fuck the, the famous people already. They they gonna look at me like a paycheck more so than like actually listen to my fucking music. So I'd rather get the real fans that's hearing my shit. If I build it up slowly, organically like that, I feel much better because you actually listening to my shit like people take for granted also like how much time we put into instrumentals and recording and in this microwave era like uh-huh. they listen to my four tracks like when part two coming out like bro you know how much studio time and shit i'll put it like listen to it again just trying to get appreciation from it feels better than like a nigga reposting no I ain't even listen to it no, absolutely. But now, with with all that, now now tell me as far as with with the process, as far as with the creation. Now, how 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 much of your hands did you have involved? Now I know you spitting the bars, and I know you actually you 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 putting them bars down together. So now with the production, you did the whole production um for the whole album. Um, did you um work or collab with any outsourced production um, producers? And now, is there any features on the um the actual project? There's no, there's no outside production. Nobody helped with the production. Um, only thing like Shaw goes over my shit, like I said, to make sure it's sounding clean or whatever. But it's no like outside ideas or no shit like that. The only features I got is uh Chad Piff and uh Mikey Mula. Mm. Mula on this joint called 3 a.m. You know, that's, that's straight bars. And then Piff on the intro of this joint called Gentleman. I just went off. Piff just said, like, a, a quick line for me before I went off and shit. And then the intro called Wingstop, I sampled uh, Rick Ross every day I'm hustling. And, uh, like, just went the fuck off. But my bro DJ Big J, like, set the tone. He gave it, like, that mixtape feel on the intro. Mm-hmm. The 
like the old old school yelling and fuck all y'all and they'll be going for us. I like yeah. I gotta rap on this shit. So like yeah, all them shits is just just straight rapping, man. Mm. Facts, facts. And now you engineered it too as well. Um, I did three tracks. Sha did one of them for me. Sha did three AM for me. Mm-hmm. And then I did the other three myself. Mm, true, true. Yep. Now and now I, I asked this just to showcase not in this day and age, cause let me let me put it like this. I remember growing up, I being broke, wanting music equipment, looking at these guitar center um, you know, books and shit right. that they used to send out. Guitar you, know, you remember when guitar center was Yeah. You remember yeah. when Guitar Center was like the, the, was the shit? Now, I remember I copped my first Tascam 8-track with a hard drive. And I'm like, yo, this is like game changer. You feel me? And it was like, and when you look at it, look at it now in this day and age, it wasn't, it's really not much. And I'm only saying that to say yeah. this is that it's come to the point that we could now do everything we need in-house or you feel me yeah. or the like the walls that was once there before like yo you need this or you gotta buy this or if you don't have that you can't get this you get what i'm saying yeah. that's no longer there like those yeah. walls and limitations grant granted we like i said that's probably a benefit of the internet era more so the microwave yeah. era but you feel me it's just like just being able to have that instant access to it and just being able because when you see that and, and, and i say that because this is how quality projects get built up and put out, man. And you know, and I showcase yeah. this for the, the the creators out there that's doing this or whatever thing. Like, yo, I don't know if I could do it, or I might have to outsource to this. Or nah, you know, do what needs to be done. You feel me? Learn up what you can, and you feel me, and put that back into your work, reinvest into yourself because you could right. also get this shit done, man. And you know, this is the yeah. future where creation is, man. And then at the end of the day, that's a bigger bag for you. <laughs> you feel Hell me? Yeah. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. Like yo, back in the day, like they didn't even, you couldn't even go to the studios that we was going that we got access to now. Like yeah, we could actually afford these <laughs> shit back in that. She was like hundreds of dollars an hour. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You get like what? He had he had that same joint in his room. That that A track. Same joint. I'm like that shit was like mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? Not one of those. That shit was crazy. You feel me? You know when I went to your crib, bro? You had the record player. I'm like, yo, this shit is dead ass, yo. Yo. Certain shit like we could not get, son. Now we just going the fuck all out now, like. Yeah. It's just, it's just there and just being able to, you know, so it's basically like, I'm just trying to, and I'm speaking to the creators out there, you know, fans listening to the cast and everything, man, don't, don't, don't ever say there's anything blocking you or stopping you because it's at the end of the day, it's only you, you feel me? You could go out there and get that shit done yourself, man. But now with with, with LB here now, tell tell us where the future goes as far as with this project and for future projects. Cause I heard you say you, this is just the foundation for many more to come. So we're, just like the gate opener just to get the reception see where i stand out here but mm. this one I'm, I'm gonna do two did we lose lb oh, did he go out i think he went out i think he went out and then um after that next month or the end of this month actually february 28th it's actually my first time saying this is exclusive Ooh. i'm gonna be dropping the next ep midnight oil 
Mm. That's on February 28th. Then March and April, I'm going to go back to back. March, I'm going to do Spill Grid EP. Then April, I'm doing uh, Weed and Right for the 420 heads. Mm. So that, I'm going to knock out four four months, yo, and I'm going to do uh, two visuals for each of those. So I'm going to just, like, flood it. So I got, like, damn near the rest of the year to just push four EPs and somebody going to like something. Fire. Something gonna happen. He coming out with fire. He coming out with fucking fire. <laughs> nah, absolutely. And that's King Jones, by the way. We'll do a formal introduction in a second. But it's like, nah. It's like, that, that's that's just the beauty of it, man. And I just like that, man, you know. And I'm going to be honest. In this day and age, this is how we got to really deliver it to the fans, man. You know, it's yeah. like... The, you keep it keep it coming you know but at the end of the day yeah. we, they gotta be let that shit marinate man appreciate that shit yo yeah that that's what i'll be scared of in this microwave era i'm like yo i just dropped the ep like how long does that really last in the music world today like does the ep last a month is yeah. niggas already tired and on to the next artist like so that's why i'm like fuck it i'm gonna just do this guerrilla marketing this time around just be in your face you either gonna unfollow me or catch on yeah, Fuck that's it. a fact. What I, what I got to lose? <laughs> that's a fact. And you know what's wild is that I, I think the same thing as far as with a with an album is like, yo, and this is from this is from as a creator and a consumer. It's like you put yeah. an album out and you know, and I feel like after a month or so, it does kind of feel like it's like, I right, bet you know, you 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 kind of you kind of you kind of like all right bet give it some time then you come back and then it just feels fresh right. again and you know it's like and i'm only saying that because it's like yo this whole era we in that they they, they desensitized us because i remember yeah. when say back in the day i man fuck it man if i sound like a dinosaur it's whatever i remember you know mob right. deeper drop an album man and you be fiending for that shit like two years yeah. you get what i'm Hell saying yeah. like two wait and you wouldn't even complain and you just you just wait Hell patiently no. You just appreciate the work of art when it got there and they gave you yeah. something nice and help and you feel me and you just rock with it and just keep it going rock and they just it. spaced it out but now it's like artists is like you know it's like they want so much that like you said like you just put it down they're already asking for the next one like damn dog like let that yep. shit let that so shit marinate part two. Like, you feel like, me damn. Like let let that shit marinate. Appreciate the art for what it is. You know what I mean? And like, and let's get this shit going. But like, um, with that being said, you know we got a full full cast on the John, and um, I appreciate LB for coming out and talking to us right now with the um with the smoke cast. You know what I mean? So course, now, man. first and foremost, I want the people of the Smoke Cast to go out there, pay LB a visit, shout him out, listen to the project, let us know what you think, comment on the links, and you know, definitely support everyone yeah. we get up here on the show because we do, you know, we do this for the for the listeners. We do this for y'all, and we appreciate y'all listening, liking, and reposting. But you know, go out there and show love to the actual guests who come up too, man. Uh, we work hard to get them up here, man. They take their time out, and we we appreciate that, man. So, so LB, Absolutely. please, you know, once again, plug anything you want right now, um, you know, and uh, we gonna move on to the sports section, and you gonna rock with us, right? Oh yeah, my nigga, what oh, up, we bro? We gonna have a great fucking cast, then. <laughs> yo, but once again, yo, my name is LB. Follow me on all social media: LBTM GRIABROS Greer Bros. No Chase EP is out right now. Link is in my bio. Yeah. And there's a lot of more music coming. Yeah. I got my bro Pete out. Look, Piff. 
Uh, P-Dot, what's good, baby? What's good? I'm here for the whole shit, bro. Might jump in for some shit talk. Nah, nah, I got my teammate with me. What we talking about first, bro? You know, it's whatever. We about to go in. We about to go in. We got a full live show, man.